You're listening to Trevay Talks Travel on Tucson Business Radio. It's welcome once again to another Trevay Travel Talk. It's been a while, hasn't it? This is episode two, would you believe? <laughs> Only. It, it, oh, I forget when it started, but Paul Hardison is the CEO and uh, the owner and the founder of this whole thing. Hi, Paul. Good to see you again. Hey, Mark. And um, I'm stepping in a little bit today just to, uh, to enjoy doing this with Paul because since we last chatted, there's been a lot of expansions, and he's going to be explaining all of that. There's some wonderful things happening with Trouvet, and... Um, particularly this promotion. Now, I don't know if you've traveled much. Here in Tucson, if you love going out to dinner and you do like to travel, well, there might be just something ideal for you that we're going to find out about today. And we're going to do it with the 2019 champion of the chefs. You remember that one, the Iron Chefs? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that Wendy. Her name is Wendy Gauthier. That's correct, isn't it? Yep. Wendy Gauthier, French, I believe. So do you do French cuisine as a matter of interest? Yes, we do. You Absolutely. do? As well as? Okay. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome you, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two of Trevay Travel Talk. And this is Paul Hardison. Hey, Mark. Uh, thanks very much. I think it's episode three, though. Is it? I guess. Oh, it's been so so long, I can't remember. But anyway, (laughs) let's make it episode three then. Hopefully, though, uh, you know, getting into next year, you'll be uh, be right up there with 23 and 33 and 53 and so on. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Now, there's been a lot happening, right? Well, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And one thing about a new company or a young company is there's a lot of development going on. And that's really been the focus for the past since the year started, essentially. And one of those areas of focus has been our day trips in Arizona, because as uh, you may remember, Mark, we have our big trips and we have our day trips that are local, and then we have our, our B2B work. And we've been focusing the last few months on our, our day trips in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So we started out, we have a Sonoida day trip uh, down to the wineries, and we have a trip to Kitt Peak. That's a day trip also. But one thing that we added within the past three weeks is what I call Arizona Mines and Wines. And that's sort of a take on adding some history plus some winery visits <laughs> to that. Mines and Wines. wines. Okay. Exactly. And actually, I got this inspiration from uh, Visit Tucson. I took their uh, Certified Tourism Ambassador course, and they had a lot of background reading to learn about the local area more, which was fabulous. Mm-hmm. But an aspect of that was... Arizona is well known for its mining industry. Mm -hmm. It's copper. Copper is king in Arizona. It has been for a long time, and it is now. And down in Bisbee, they have Bisbee, a a mining museum, (laughs) and they have the Queen Anne Mine, and they do tours. And I thought it would be great to combine the two. Go down in the morning to the mines, learn what it was like to live in the mines, work in the mines in the 1800s, then have lunch up in uh, the Elgin area, and then visit some wineries in the afternoon and such. Well, you know, back in you know back in the day, as they say, uh, it was a bustling city. Yes, and mining there. I mean, uh, wonderful, rich history. Exactly. To be able to go see that, and it really it's something else that we can highlight, and that's really a way of the more variety of day trips that we offer that have different 
aspects to them that really highlight different parts of Arizona and Arizona's history mm -hmm. that'll attract more people and be of more interest and just do the same thing everybody else does. Mm -hmm. So that's just one, and that's kind of how... Well, that's a great I, thing, I think. That's a wonderful addition to uh, the firm, don't you think? Exactly, yes. And that's why I thought about approaching Wendy about working with Chef Chic because I learned about uh, Chef Chic last fall. We had a group of eight entrepreneurs from... Ohio and Canada actually come down to Tucson for a three-day retreat last November, mm -hmm. and I helped organize that with them, and they wanted a catered dinner. And so I looked around, and I found Wendy, and uh, they had a, Wendy designed the dinner and the Southwest theme, and uh, it was catered at the residence up in Oro Valley, and they absolutely loved it. And that's how I learned about yeah, you that's and great. what you do, which was great. And I thought, well, why don't we do something more direct together and something that really high, it brings the two together. It highlights both the, the cooking and mm -hmm. talents of Chef Chic and Wendy and where we travel because not everybody can go to the Cook Islands every month and find out what it's like to right. be there. Right. Well, you know, food connects everybody. And by having a thematic dinner based on the destinations where we travel, mm -hmm. it's a good way to get people together. They can try new food. They can learn about where the destination is, what we do when we're there. And really, we want to keep this nice and intimate at about 25 people or less. It's going to be fairly exclusive. And we want it right now thinking about having it at different locations around Tucson, including at, uh, at Wendy's uh, restaurant. And just as a way to get more people involved locally and directly and to learn about both of our businesses as far as that goes. Mm. So when you go back, how did you first find Wendy? How did you know she could do catering? I, I just did, I did a web search. I, I did a web search. That's all I did. It's well, like, that's a good thing. Yeah. Find, yeah. A, find a private chef nearby. Uh, so go on Google, and I Googled you. So so Chef Chic, although it's a restaurant, Wendy. Yes. Okay, which is what, breakfast and lunch? Yes. Um, you obviously started with the good thought in mind of doing catering. Yes. Because that's a, that's a good business, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I started actually in 2001. And I used to go into people's homes and cook all this food and package it up and put it in their fridge and freezer. So I kind of started as a personal chef. And then I kept getting more and more requests for parties and doing different things. Mm. And then I personally kind of got tired of schlepping all of my equipment every day in and yeah. out of people's houses. So I moved into a commercial kitchen and just really took off with the catering and, and everything else. And then this last year, uh, you know, winning Tucson's Iron Chef has you know, exploded our company with catering and, and things like that. And then having more of a storefront and more of a presence in front of people right. than we used to. Uh, we, had, we were kind of hidden before and uh, we were inside the Arizona Daily Star newspaper. <laughs> so it was a little bit hard to find us. So uh, that's right. why we got this new location. I suppose all their staff found you though, did they? They did every yeah. day. <laughs> I was going to say. I still get texts how much they miss us. So <laughs> Now you're from uh, Washington, I believe. Is yes, that right? Right outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, well, outside is really Virginia. Yes. So you are from Virginia. Yes. Now, did you learn to cook when you were very young, of grandma or mom, or how did you start? Actually, my dad. My dad loves Your dad to cook. was the cook? Yeah. Wow. My mom cooked during the week uh, just because she had to, but my dad loved to cook. So in the weekends, we would spend a lot of time in the kitchen together, and, and that's how I got started. And then I went to uh, the Culinary Institute of America in New mm -hmm. York out of, after high school and Went and got my associate's degree in culinary arts and, and then worked around the country a little bit and ended up here and 
That, that, that's sort of like um, uh, the Juilliard, isn't it, of, yes. of, uh, of cooking? Yes, it is. Yeah, high-end. Well done. Good on you. Thank you. So it's not just, um, you know, some old recipes you found in the bottom of the, cu- of the cupboard one day when you were growing up or something. Like nope. some people have a natural flair, but no, you've, you've done the whole bit. And there's a lot in the study, isn't there? Yes. That you have to do. And a lot of, t- a lot of it is... Um, from travel and seeing different cuisines and then just time. Right. You can't learn it all in, you know, a first year of cooking. Right. It takes time and practice. and Yeah, my yeah. word it would. So um, the restaurant now that you have, Chef Chic. Yes. Okay. Very chic, huh? We have the name, very Frenchy too. Yep. Well, let's talk about uh, your restaurant as it is right now. Okay. Uh, what do you specialize in? Locals, what can they expect if they went there? Uh, we have a pretty scaled down menu for breakfast and lunch um, but we offer different specials every day so that kind of almost doubles our menu depending on what we're doing we have lots of uh, different types of sandwiches but we try to put a little spin on it so one of our most popular sandwiches is the roast beef pho so it's kind of after a pho soup Mm -hmm. but it's on ciabatta with roast beef and a hoisin vinaigrette with uh, jalapeno mousse and sprouts and cilantro Mm. it sounds darn good (laughs) unfortunately i wouldn't i love that you had a bread too but i wouldn't be able to have it i've been on a very strict keto diet for four weeks okay mind you i've lost 12 pounds so i'm quite happy but the reality is i'm looking forward to getting back to normal yeah (laughs) because i do miss the bread yes uh but all you know you do change and i miss the priorities the spuds so to speak Mm -hmm. uh but my wife is an excellent uh, cook and she bought that ninja cook thing which is amazing and she's been learning and doing uh, all these keto dishes because she's doing it with me which is luckily fantastic and it is amazing you know um just the differences you can do with food yeah. you know i mean it's it's incredible so uh you've been going how long now then with chef chic um i started chef chic in 2001 Okay, so we're talking, what, 19 years 19 years this year. You've survived. I have. (laughs) Have you tried the evening type of uh, normal restaurant hours, or it's too much? We have not yet. Um, Because we're so busy with catering, it's hard to have dinners catered out of the restaurant and be in the restaurant. So right right now we're going to keep a breakfast and lunch, and then we'll see, you know, as we can get more staff in and keep... Well, yeah, as you grow, of course, uh, more outgoings and more this. Everything's got a balance, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, Who... Orders you catering? Is it mainly corporations or? Uh, it's a wide variety mix. We do a lot of um, businesses. We do a lot of uh, people that are in town staying in Airbnbs. Uh, a lot of offices, um, corporate, really private homes. Yeah. Do, do we have many Airbnbs in in Tucson? Oh yes, more yeah. than you would imagine. Really, yeah, it's really cool. Hundreds, and and they find you how again online? <clears throat> online, yeah. Okay, through through. And a couple of the Airbnbs that do um, bigger groups, like fifteen to twenty people um, they have our cards and brochures in their little folders so people ah, very good find out about us it's like so. the old things you go around the hotels in the old days you have the compendium then they're in the room yeah. and maybe you'd use wendy's you know yeah. or this one here very good good on you i mean that's uh, it's nice to see someone successful Thank and you. in doing what you're doing and paul's very lucky because he's really now got an absolute pro working with him on this particular promotion for Trevay. so Lift the lid off it. Let's let's talk about it a little more, Paul, on, on what you'd expect to do on these evenings. You know, I'm, I'm always keen, say, for instance, to go to Ireland, right? Right. One day I'll get there. If it was an Irish night, right, what would I expect, guys? 
Well, Wendy's going to be developing the whole menu, but the whole idea behind the thematic dinners is, you know, if it's like you're going to Ireland, you know, like you're being there and you're having an authentic Irish meal, you know, whether it's what bangers and mash or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's something that is going to be authentic and it's going to be something that's going to bring you there and make you more interested in being there and, and wanting to know what it's like because that sparks people's interest in travel mm-hmm. and it gets them curious and wanting to know, know more and to learn more and to do more. So it's really meant to bring people together, have to basically have a good meal, learn about what we do in Ireland, and you know, there's certainly no obligation for anybody to do anything, but it's basically a learning experience. If they want to travel to Ireland with us, that's great, but if mm-hmm. they don't, that's perfectly fine too because it's all about, in this case, it's the focus is on the food. So it's really like a dinner and learn on behalf of your side of things. Yes. Where um, if people are interested and it appeals to them, they can ask questions and uh, go in depth with you uh, of, of what it would really be like to do a trip like that to go to Ireland. Absolutely. So, so Winnie, are you going to be serving like Irish booze as well or wines or can uh, you yeah, do that? Absolutely. Are we'll you licensed? Probably, uh, we don't have a current liquor license, but we have uh, – we can hire a company to come in. Okay, and do that sort yeah, of thing. Do that for us. And and what about um, any Irish music or Irish band you got in, in mind? Or? I guess it depends where we go. At the restaurant, there's not a whole lot of room for a band. Right. Uh, but we're thinking of other places around town also, so we can sort of. You know, probably the safest thing you could do, Paul, is what? just take a nice little player with tapes. <laughs> different types of music. Well, it's in the background anyway. Oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, of different types of different countries. Of You know, there's gorgeous Greek music. There's lovely Irish music and right. so on. Uh, Rainer, when I think about it, yeah, there's a lot of different uh, styles of music. Actually, I, I do know some musicians in town where if we do have a space big enough, we could we could do some live music mm. if we were that ambitious. So and A little bit of jigging, too, a little <laughs> bit of dancing. Um, I forget their name, but I saw them in Australia uh, before I left a long time back. Uh, River Road, is it? The Irish Dancers? Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, You could bring them up in the state and, you know, bring them over from... (laughs) 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 Here, oh dear. Trevay Travel. You opened this thing, what, a year ago now? A bit longer? Well, it's February 2017 officially, so it's now been three years. Three years, and the focus was quite unique. You know, let's just say that in three years, I have learned a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It started out as basically our big trips, um, as the sole activity. And I was in New Mexico at the time, and then we moved to Tucson in summer of 2017 when it was 115 degrees. And so we settled roots in Tucson, and we want to make Tucson our home. But we've progressively expanded the scope of the business because, you know, my, from a business perspective, my view was, well, it's better to have three revenue streams instead of one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's be more robust in in what you do. So our big trips are there, mm-hmm. but we added the day trips, and we have a. No, when we talk about let's before we move off them, when we talk uh, about the big trips, right? These are personally escorted trips. These are groups. I think you only took twenty five, twenty or more. Was it something like that? We could top it off at twenty. You top so, it off at twenty. So These were couples or single. Right. It's small group hosted travel. Small group hosted travel. Right. Okay. So we have a host there with them. So people basically, you know, anybody could go there on their own. But the, the, the demographic that has stood out for us from the very beginning has been the more mature traveler and a tendency to focus on women. Mm-hmm. Women by far who are 40 and older 
which I call active mature, because mm -hmm. it's not old because I'm now going to be 55 later this year, so yeah. it's not old. Um, they have shown the most interest, and they are our biggest customers by far. And, and, and I would think that they like the idea of being, you know, looked after and escorted. It makes life a bit easier. You don't have to worry about logistics, and you have to obviously have an itinerary that's engaging, that is something that's not just off the rack, uh, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And that really, like we did Maine in June of last year, you know, we... Uh, now, that's summer there then, isn't it? That's summertime. That was in June, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, people went out lobster boating. People went on a coastal cruise. People learned about the history of Maine. And people ate a lot of lobster. And that's, we've actually... It's very different, isn't it? Mm -hmm. you we've know, done a special, we've categorized our trips into special interest categories instead mm -hmm. of just having them all together. Right. Maine fits into our foodie category. Well, and yeah, right, exactly. that makes and, sense, yeah. And it's, Maine is all about... Particularly if you're eating lobsters lobster. like that, because they're supposed to be the best in America, aren't they? And Maine lobster Maine is lobster. certainly better than um, <laughs> non-Maine lobster. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spiny lobster. Then there's yeah. the other thing, too, because I love um, good chowder soup. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But very hard to get in the West, apparently. Yeah. You know, compared to back East. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. real chowder. So just top off some of those trips again, where you've been in the last three years, where you've taken your... Uh, well, we've had, very loyal patronage people. Well, we've had a South Caribbean sale, and I, I fell in love with the Caribbean. I love the Caribbean, you know, too. In my past yeah. life as a scientist, I traveled to Hawaii all the time for my research. And so I got to go to the Big Island about 30 times, go to Mauna Kea, do the whole island. But one day I realized, you know, I've never been to the Caribbean. And if for no other reason, I should go because it's closer. Mm -hmm. And so I personally went on a small ship sail in summer of 2016, <laughs> and I just fell in love with that. I just, you put me on a sailing ship, I'll just sail the Caribbean, I'll be done, I'll just do that, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> that would be very, very nice, else. yeah. And so that was our first company trip. We did that in fall of 2018, mm -hmm. and we've done an Apple Valley weekend, so that's kind of another foodie type of uh, right. trip that we do. And we did Maine last June. So, and we have four trips that are getting booked up this year already, which is the best. So are they repeat done, business? So. Are they people that have already some, done? Some of them are. Some yeah. of them are. So yeah. they must be darn good because there's an old saying, isn't there, Wendy? If you, you know, if the food was lousy, you don't go back. That's right. So I guess yeah. if the trips aren't entertaining and, and uh, you know, enjoyable enough, why would you? You know, right. you'd go somewhere else. So those trips were escorted. There were groups. They're going to continue, yes. right? But they're like a division, if you like, of Trouvé, right? Yeah, especially, you know, once we grow, it is going to have to be segmented into different divisions or sure. departments. Absolutely, yeah. Well, because, well, you can, you know, you travel is so diverse. It is. And, and as you grow. Now, you're looking at things with um, – uh, the local day trips now that you've, you're adding, mm -hmm. okay. Now, what are you hoping to do? I know, you know, there's a lot of history in the surrounding area. Are you tied up with anybody on travel with this or bus groups or anything, or how does that work, something like that? Well, right now we do it in New York and in Tucson, obviously. And why New York is because we have a relationship with the concierge service in New York City that basically manages a group of apartments in Manhattan. And we have been doing day trips for them since 2017. And this is for up to, this is big bus trips, but big bus day trips for about up to 50 people going to upstate, go visit apple orchards, see the fall foliage, uh, go to art museums, 
Uh, and we have had this constant relationship with this company that we have had since 2017, and we did two-day trips with them this past October. Hmm. And so that has been a really fruitful relationship that just kind of fell into our lap in the very beginning, which was nice. So that's why New York, and we want that to continue. Mm -hmm. And then when we moved here, it's like, well, we certainly have to do something in Tucson if we're going to be headquartered here. Right. So we added Snoita, we added Kip Peak, and now we're going to add more. Right. And we're going to have others. Our One of our... Um, Travel hosts, uh, Teresa Pro, who has been on the show before with us, has other day trips that she's developing. So we really want to have a collection of six to ten uh, different day trips that eventually we're going to be offering all the time. Well, that sounds um, very diverse. Yes. I mean, you, you know, the old, you should have something for everybody there. <laughs> Try anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a pretty good thing. Do you, have you traveled much, Wendy, yourself? I have. I've done some. Yeah. Not as much as I wish I could, but yeah. I've been to uh, Munich, Germany, uh, Venice, Italy, uh, Geneva, Switzerland. Right. Uh, I've done quite a few Caribbean cruises with friends and right. different places. Yeah. Uh, a lot of all over the country. I've been almost every state. I love it. Well, we've got lovely islands in Australia, too, off the coast and so on, and sailing, of course. They do that. But um, I actually met my wife on a cruise that did the Mexican Riviera that went into the Caribbean oh, cool. as well. So I fell in love with the Caribbean as well. Yeah. One, I have a dream of having a lovely little bourree bar on the white sand one day, and that's it. That'd be kind of nice, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> People from all over the world, you know. Um, I think that would be a fascinating trip, and and you're actually adding to those as well, aren't you, Paul? You have what do you? Well, uh, they're not escorts. They're, there's another name for them. Um, the people that might be in another country that will look after the tour. You know, you can call them a travel host. There are guides, well, ambassadors, uh, perhaps, or ambassadors. Any okay? And, and you're building them. that up too, aren't you? I think you've got a fellow in in Ireland. Yeah, we have uh, one gentleman who I'm working with that. Um, uh, he's in Dublin, actually, so that's mm -hmm. that's in process. Uh, but yeah, the, the idea is to have a local host who, because we want somebody there who knows the place like the back of their hand. They live there, or they sure. work there extensively, something yeah, like that. Because yeah, yeah, Paul Hardison's not reading it out of a, out of a book. <laughs> as, as, as much as I would like to travel all the time and yeah. do this all the time, it's yeah. totally impossible. No, also. you can't. You can't do that. Yeah. So, okay, so now we've gone from international travel, uh, the escorted tours and what have you, to local. Right. And the idea of the local is to be able to cover what would be the radius, as an example. Is it all southern Arizona? It's southern same? Arizona, yeah. Southern Arizona. All the wonderful things that a lot of people don't even know about. Even the locals have never seen a lot of this you stuff. Know, you that, know. That's the uh, irony or, or paradox of when you live somewhere is that you live somewhere you get used to living there so you're you're not used or you don't tend not to go do things uh and go look around because i i take an example of paris people you know you go to paris it's like my gosh there's so much to see in paris but people who live there sort of think of it as an afterthought or or anywhere that has mm -hmm. things that we might find amazing mm -hmm. people who live there to some degree take them for granted well because, they would yeah because you're just used to it and we want to really highlight what's going on in the Southwest because there, there's a lot of diversity around here mm -hmm. in so many ways. And the history is just is rich. And, you know. Well, we get an enormous amount of tourists, too. Yes. Don't we? To mm -hmm. Tucson. 
Yes. And there's a market there, I am sure, yes. that uh, would like to go and see stuff, you know. Right. Have, have you, Wendy, as a matter of interest, you've been here a while now, so there's no excuses. <laughs> Where have you been locally? <clears throat> I've, I've done a lot of the stuff. I, Pima Air and Space Museum, uh, the Boneyards, I've been to Bisbee, Tombstone. Mm -hmm. uh, I have not been out to Kitt Peak yet, but I, I did do Kashner Caverns. I've done Desert Museums, Reed Park Zoo. Cool. So... Yeah, I've done quite a bit. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I think I, growing up right outside of D.C., uh, you took advantage of all the Smithsonian museums and all the festivals. And yeah. That yeah. was one thing that I really missed that part. So I, when I came out here, I, you know, tried to see what was going on. So. I, uh, there's more of America like you just mentioned. I really want to go to D.C. I've been to New York, but it was only for uh, a few days, right after 9-11, in fact. Mm. And um, it was very weird and different then, but... A trip like Paul does now, like they do the bus tour in New York, must see a, a lot of wonderful places that you could do in New York, you know. America is such a big, beautiful country. There's plenty to see. Absolutely. And I've always been a great advocate of saying to people, get out of your state. Go go see your own country. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, go travel Yeah. Uh, before you do anything else, you know. And it amazes me, too, why. And my wife can't, she can't get over this either. A lot of youth of America want to do Europe early. They can do it and see Europe to me is full of beautiful museums and painters and history and God knows what. But do it later when you're older. Do the Aussies first. Do Australia. <laughs> do New Zealand. Have the fun stuff. Bungee right. jump off a bridge. Do it. You know, do all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. But uh, no, it's fascinating. It's it's wonderful. Do you have a favourite spot, Wendy? You'd love to go that you've never been. Um, probably Japan. Why? Not the food. <laughs> uh, part of it is the food. Yeah. Uh, and the culture. And it just, uh, it just really intrigues me. I think I would really, that's one of my definitely top ones. And then uh, actually I, uh, uh, Iceland is my other one. Yeah, that's 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 getting very popular, you yeah. know. A lot of hot bars there, like New Zealand, I think, is there? Yeah. In Iceland? Thermal bars, they call yeah. them. Right? Marvelous yeah. things. Yeah. People travel all over, uh, you know, the, the south to, to go to New Zealand, to go down to um, Lake uh, Wakatapu, or that's not it. That, that's, that's down in Queenstown. But, um, God, I, I should know it better, but it's where the... Um, where all the thermal baths are in New Zealand, and it absolutely stinks, all the phosphorus, you yeah. know, in the motel. But they've been going there for years. They lose 20 years. They're fit. Yes. <laughs> There's got to be something in it all. Absolutely. Do you have somewhere, Paul, you've never been? Well, there have been plenty of places I still haven't been. Um, if I could pick a place where I want to go now. See, I've done, now I've done most of the Caribbean, so I can't use that as an excuse. Right. You know? uh -huh. I'm happy to go back. Um, uh, I guess... And it, it's tied into one of our trips is, is Polynesia, go farther west of Hawaii, to the Cook Islands, Tahiti, Micronesia, Melanesia, that whole area, just basically northeast uh, and east of Australia. Mm -hmm. and okay. it, uh, I, I haven't had a chance to be in that part of the world. I've been basically here east all the way around to Singapore, but not right. from Singapore. Basically, Singapore to Hawaii, I haven't been in that part of the world. Yet. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of would be the next thing to do. It, it's sort of, you know, there is distance. You look at a, a map of the world, Wendy, flat, right, right in front of you. On the extreme left are the eastern countries, and just below that is Australia and Tasmania, a beautiful little place, Tasmania, little England. And, of course, you've got New Zealand across the pond, and then um, you've got those Indonesias and the Asias all above you and India and so on through to London. In fact, when we used to finish uh, in Australia University, you would go 
from Melbourne, Australia, and hitchhike all the way to Darwin at the top of Australia, then across to Indonesia, then all the way up through India to get to England, to London, where Kangaroo Cause, where all the Aussies stayed and the pubs were and so on. <laughs> but you're looking at that same map on your right-hand side of the world, the United States, and then South America. And the only gap was that 13-hour flight yep. from Melbourne or Sydney to LAX. And, you know, I've done it so many times, and I tell people, just do the night flight at 11 p.m. You get on board, you take off about 1 in the morning or about 12.30. They bring you a lovely meal, four bottles of red, six movies you've never seen yet have been released in the theatres. Next minute, they're tapping you on the shoulder over Sydney Harbour or Melbourne. Wake up, we're here, yeah. 7 in the morning. Because you're sleeping. Right. You've had a long day, and you and you go. Little tricks of the trade when you travel, right, Paul? Yep, absolutely. You know, how to beat the, the, the lag, the jet lag, and yes. stuff like that. Because it is puts a lot of people off. It's not that far, you know, when you think about it. But most Aussies, most New Zealanders, they tend to go left, and they tend to go... Up that, what I talked about, you know, to see and over to where I was in and up through that way. Whereas Americans, you know, might go south, used to go south to South America, but uh, they're going to New Zealand. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And if they do New Zealand, they want to do Australia. And if they do Australia, they want to do New Zealand because it's so far down there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think travel's a wonderful thing. I think it's the greatest education. You, can, you got kids, by the way? I do not. No, you're not. I don't have children. If you ever do, you want to want to get them to travel. Um, when you did travel, being a chef, were you, you know, deliberate on restaurants, how they serve? Oh, absolutely. I wanted yeah. to try as much local stuff as I can, and anywhere I go, um, whether it's here in in Arizona or out of the state, or yeah, I always look at places and where we can go and what's different and what's unique and, and right. things like that yeah very good and what was your favorite meal that came out of japan well i, I want i haven't been to japan i want to go to japan. oh you want to go to yeah. japan that's yeah. right that's on yeah. your bucket list yes. isn't it yeah all right so from your travels anything special you've picked up hmm. that you incorporate today in in uh, chef chic uh i learned how to make authentic german style pretzels with food grade lye so that Definitely is a difference hmm. if you've never had a, a real one versus the frozen box ones. And, yeah, I'm sure there's a few other things. Definitely picked up some stuff uh, out of Germany when I was there. Yeah. Just I fell in love with how everything is. Do you cooked. like sauerkraut? I it? do. You do? I do. Yeah, I think it's got a, a, a taste that you've got to, you know, maybe Absolutely. brought up with. It's like Vegemite for me. I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't like that. Right. I, I love it. What about that classic schnitzel? Schnitzel? Oh, yes. Yeah. Love I thought that was uh, more Swedish or more uh, Swiss. No, but it's uh, German. It's German. I thought it was German. Yeah, German. Yeah. yeah. Well, in all your travels, Paul, was there anything food-wise that you've never forget? You know, forgot just how lovely it really is. I'm I kind of, I'm kind of addicted to seafood in in all of its forms. So you know, from lobster to shrimp to octopus to uh, you know Hawaiian. Yeah. Uh, the Hawaiian seafood is fabulous. The different types of fish that are available. Right. Um, that that would be my go-to cuisine if, if I had really? my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have crayfish. It's a poor man's lobster, of course, and <laughs> on a hot summer's day on the beach with a bottle of chilled white. But uh, they're similar. I don't care what anybody says. Good crayfish and lobster, they can be taste similar. But um, what I do miss is good oysters. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some great restaurants in Tucson and great food, but everything's got to be brought in, basically. Right. Is there a secret to that, Wendy, with the trucking, refrigeration? You know, how do they do it? How do they try to keep 
as fresh as they can. Um, you know, a lot of the deliveries will have refrigerated trucks, uh, especially oysters and things are always usually overnighted. Um, and you keep things on ice and just do the best you can. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely come a long way from where it used to be. So yeah. you can get pretty much anything in nowadays. Well, that, that reminds me, when I used to live up in North Dakota, there were two restaurants that I liked, and both of them flew in their seafood from Hawaii, like you said, Wendy, overnight. Wow. And it's, and then one of them had lobster, and you could, you could tell it wasn't fresh. <laughs> but, yeah, again, as you said, they do the best they can right. with yeah. what they have, and at least they can offer it in some form that's still pretty good. Mm. Well, you're listening to uh, Trevay Travel Talk on uh, the Business Radio Network across America and on podcasts throughout the world. Wherever you're listening, get to Tucson, look them up. They're easy to find. Paul will tell you all about that in a moment. Uh, just get online. It's a lovely website and it covers a lot of things and uh, you'll be able to uh, contact them and they'll look after you. Particularly if you weren't going to come down to the southwest, maybe you're getting into Phoenix. Make a point of coming down. It's worthwhile. It's only a couple of hours down the road. And we've got great golf courses too, you know and lots of other lovely things and our wines are pretty good and uh, you know what it, it's uh, it's well worth doing maybe you want to ride a little horsey bit of a gg ride and have a nice spa and go for somewhere in a top restaurant maybe a top breakfast or lunch you've got to go to remember it's called chef chic okay chef chic you can't forget that wendy now let's talk about these dinners what have you got in mind when do you want to talk more about what Chef Chic does as food? Would you like that, Wendy, for sure. a little bit? G give us an idea of, um, of your menu. I think we do something. We try to keep everything very customized. We have sample menus for people to look at, but we definitely talk to them and find out what they're interested in so we can do lots of different things. Uh, we're still kind of working on the Ireland menu, but it's not going to just be, I mean, you know, when you think of Ireland, you think of bangers and mash, mm -hmm. shepherd's pie, uh, cabbage and potatoes, corned mm -hmm. beef, you know, um, mm -hmm. things like that. And, you know, St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner. So, mm -hmm. uh, but we try to do different things with that. So it won't be your typical mm -hmm. corned beef, cabbage and potatoes. We'll do different spins on things, right. lots of different stuff to play with. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and what else do you do? Because um, you mainly spend, well, catering's big for you. Yes. Well, give us an idea then of what the requests are for catering that you may get. We get a lot of themed parties. So I get a lot of uh, Roaring Twenties, Mad Men. Uh, I've even had a Zombie Twenties party. Really? Yes. We did a Zombies twenty party last year. That was pretty fun. Uh, you know, a lot of different Cinco de Mayo or we're doing a party uh, in March. And it they're going to be watching a, a film at The Loft uh, about a French and American design contest. So all the food uh, is French-themed for that night. Right. Uh, kind of go with the movie theme. So, you know, a lot of people call us with themes, and, you know, or, or it's if we do, uh, sometimes we go in and do where we're cooking a lot of it in their kitchen in front of them so they want to watch. Okay, so you do do that. It's yeah. not a matter of arriving there right. with everything already pre-done at right. your restaurant. Yeah. Sometimes we do. I mean, it depends. I mean, sure. If we're going to someone's house for a 200-person party, I can't do everything at their house. No. But, um, right. you know, there are times we do, like, dinners for 8 to 15 or 20, and we're, we're there cooking on site and doing things. And so they'll want a theme mm -hmm. uh, so that they can watch and learn about different stuff and go that way. Wow. So what would happen when you go to a house then, depending on the size, I guess, that you cook? Do you cook everything there or just some of it there? If it's, it depends on the size of the party. If it's, you know, like 200 people, we're going to cook some of it there and we're mm -hmm. going to do a lot of prep and get things ready off site. If it's a dinner for eight, we'd probably do a lot of it 
I'd say 90 95% of it on site, except for something like if they had a cheesecake that we need to make the night before because it has to set, uh, then that's something we would do off site. So right. it, it kind of varies on what happens and how big their kitchen is, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? I mean, you're probably going to mansions. Some kitchens are huge. Yes. Uh, others are probably as small as my studio here. Yes. <laughs> I have very good Tetris skills. I have mastered for. Have you? Yes. Good on you. That's the way. Yeah. Um, and is there a is there a particular favorite that you like to do? You know, you know I get asked this a lot, and uh, I don't know. I think um, I'm a, a more of a comfort food person, so I like being able to develop some kind of twist on a comfort food item. So, uh, or just something just really, really, you know, tasty, and even if it's just a simple dish, it, right. I just want it to be that. So, cool. um, I'm a huge fan of making gnocchi. Uh, I love doing that. So there's that, and then. Uh, I mean, do people ask you, or, or do they specifically know when they contact you what theme they think they want? Uh, it goes either way. Okay. Or a lot of times people say, they'll call us and say, okay, I think I want to do appetizers, but I don't know <laughs> what kind. So then we go into that realm. Or they call and say, okay, we want a plate at dinner, and we go into that realm. Okay. So, um, yeah, right. and we have a lot of sample menus to send them so they can at least get some kind of concept or idea going and then right. even if they don't pick something that's on that it's totally fine uh, now the other part of it is though because you don't do you probably do uh, uh you probably recommend the beverages company yes that might they might want that as well yes because it's like listen bring the food in bring the booze in handle it all exactly i just want to host and have a nice party yes that happens a lot so we do recommend we do handle like rentals if someone wants plates and silverware not you know, okay. disposables. Uh, and then we recommend, uh, uh, we work with a company, Professional Bartenders mm -hmm. of Arizona. And so we work with them a lot. The client calls them directly and, you know, handles it. That's, then, I think it's Bill's lot, isn't yeah, it? Bill, Bill, yeah, yeah, no, Bill. Well, Billy yeah, they do a good job. They do. Everywhere I go, they seem to be there. They're, they're, they're quite busy, you know, the whole lot. Uh, Paul, you, do you cook at all? Yeah, I do when I have time. When you have time, <laughs> yeah, because I don't see where you get any time to do anything, quite frankly, you know. <laughs> Running a travel company, taking the tours, doing the marketing, I mean... Hey, one thing I did do recently, though, I made corn tortillas for the first time from scratch. Hey. It's very easy, though, but yeah. it worked. Yeah, good one. <laughs> and um, do you see any uh, camping-type trips coming up, do you think, for people coming out of Truvay? I mean, glamour-type? Uh, yeah, glamping. Glamping, that's the one, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I've had some companies out of Africa approach us about partnering with them, and the types of safari adventures that mm -hmm. are available in Africa do kind of range from the typical safari lodge to something like glamping. So, mm -hmm. so it's not outside of the realm Maybe not in the near term, but yeah, that's certainly something that we can always keep in mind. Well, there's so many diversified things. I mean, you know, I don't understand today, though, where it's going at. I mean, am I going to leave it too late not seeing a lot of the world because of the strife there is around the world, because of the various areas we can't go to anymore? Um, people the other day thought Australia's all gone because of the fires. Well, it was only, a, you know... A percentage of it, pretty bad as it was. We lost a billion animals, but at the end of the day, there's still a lot of Australia that one can see and do and do tourism on uh, that doesn't affect any of that. But uh, people don't sort of realise that. Now, you know, I think there's enough trouble around the world 
in one area, but I think there's enough of the globe isn't there to still enjoy and see what those bucket lists since you were a kid. You've got to go to the Greek Athenaeum and you want to go where the gladiators were and then you might like to go and see all those wonderful, the history of D.C. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to go there and do that one. It'd be fascinating. And some of the museums and they'd be be enormous back east, I would imagine. They must get tons of tourists. Oh, yes. So packed all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've been to D.C. enough times. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But there's one thing about a lot of people have a fear of traveling, especially long distances, just because of what you're talking about, Mark. As it is, as, as it is now, till things know, pick up again. There's there's coronavirus right now. Yeah. There's there's mm-hmm. the general political strife. But you know, being travel savvy is important. Having travel insurance when you go, you know, being prepared will solve 95 percent of the problems you may come across down the road. So as as romantic as it is yeah. to say, ah, uh, let's just pick up and fly off to mm-hmm. Budapest, let's say, it's better to be a little bit prepared because that will solve a lot of problems. Because face it, when you travel, a lot can happen. People get sick, people get injured, people have problems, they have delays, airlines get delayed, a lot of things can happen, mm. but there mm. are ways to mitigate that. So it's not. One of the top worry. three or four. You, you sit down with your wife and you say, yep, we've always wanted to go there. Uh, we're going to do it all through Trevay. What are the recommendations of the first? Is it insurance, health insurance type thing? Well, it depends whether it's in country or out of country. If you're out of a country, you have to have travel insurance. That's absolutely Yeah, I'm talking mandatory. out of America, right. going somewhere else, all right? You have to have your immunizations up to date. Immunizations. You have to have, obviously, your visas. Your visas, passports, passports current. How many people don't have that? Most don't. The number of American citizens who don't have a passport is, I think, 80 or 90 percent. Really? Most don't have a passport. Well, that is, Wendy, we were talking earlier about the intent to travel. Yeah. That just tells you straight off the bat, doesn't it? Yeah, they have no No, no clue at all. I, I remember somebody from Iowa. I'm from Iowa, mind you. Um, I remember a friend who said, paraphrasing, I was born in this county. I grew up in this county. I'm not going to leave this county. And it's like, okay, I mean, that's perfectly fine if that's what you want to do. But you're missing quite a bit in the process. Mm -hmm. And so some people just have a mentality of, well, why should I go anywhere? It's just a natural mentality. And so our goal, more than anything else, is just to make people curious and make them think about maybe it would be nice to go visit somewhere else. It's not like you're going to move there. But it's it's about opening your mind is a big part of the whole process mm-hmm. is exp- be comfortable getting out of your comfort zone because right. a lot of it is your right. comfort zone. Right. A lot of people fear a lot of things about travel, people they don't know, places they don't know. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Getting them to realize that it's it's going to be OK and you can manage that. Mm-hmm. Getting them well, getting them over their fears it really is important in a lot of cases. I think people want answers and they want service. And I'd be asking a lot of questions if I wasn't sure of the country. You know, politically, are we okay that I like Americans? Are they going to look after us? I mean, uh, we get all this other stuff done, the passport, the immunizations, all the travel cards and all of that business as well. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's been hammered home to us lads for years now on the television in relation to, hello, I've lost my, you know, I can't pay a visa. I've lost it. Don't worry about it. There it is there, fixed. Right. In fact, an example of when we did that Caribbean sale in August of 2018, there was a little problem that sort of showed that having a host there is a good thing. 
and it was right before we went on the ship. We stayed in St. Martin, and but that no, was actually in St. Lucia. But anyway, we were packing up to go to the ship in the morning, and one of our guests, her credit card didn't know this credit card system at the hotel had failed. It, oh. it went down. Mm-hmm. The web went down, so she couldn't pay. All she had was a credit card. I just dished out cash and paid for it, and we dealt with that later, and we weren't delayed at all. So it's it's those kinds of little hiccups in travel that mm. they can be solved quickly if you think about it. So that's why having somebody with the group can help a lot of times. And being prepared, right. no doubt. These nights that we're going to be doing at, um, what, what's the name of them? What are you calling them? I don't think we have a name no yet. Branding <laughs> no branding is yet? No, not yet, but we will. All right. Because this is just, we decided on this, what, basically last week? Okay. So this is very new. So the idea, ladies and gentlemen, is you'll go to um, this particular restaurant, which is Chef Chic here in Tucson. And the restaurant is sort of yours for the evening, right? There's no public per se. Uh You're a group of maybe 20 being 10 couples. Yeah, top it off at 25. 25, okay. Mm -hmm. And the place is yours. So... You get served of the food of a particular theme that particular night. Right. And, and if we pick on Ireland, then Wendy's gonna and her crew are going to be dishing up a beautiful Irish courses or... Multi-courses, yes. Multi-courses. Yep. So do they have desserts over there too then? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. You can't not have dessert. I know. Especially yeah. when you're talking about vacation. Vacation's <laughs> when you eat all the desserts. Absolutely. Uh, and... Um, Okay, so whether it stretches into music, well, that could be simple enough, but we're certainly not going to have any uh, any any uh, Raylene's or Colleen's serving or anything in, in Irish dress or red hair wigs or whatever it is, because they all seem to be Colleen's, aren't they? Because <laughs> there, there are other places around Tucson where we can do this where it, there's going to be more room. Right, so, uh, right. again, so yeah, so it's it's up to our imagination as far as where we want this to go. All right, but, and the people get there themselves once they know the address and everything, right? They transport themselves there. Yep, the, the when, once Wendy has the menu, she'll send that to me, and mm-hmm. we'll, the menu will be set, and people will know what they're going to get, and we're going to promote it. Mm-hmm. And uh, people come and have, have an enjoyable <laughs> evening. It could, you know, a, a business group could do it a community group a nonprofits or just couples you know it's open right. to the public it's probably a good idea for nonprofit too where they could make a, a profit on the night mm-hmm. uh if the, that would help out getting out to their database you know who'd like to uh, who'd like to donate but they also want something back for it right you know like another Absolutely. good idea yeah that'd be great and this kicks off in a couple of weeks from now is that right uh, the first dinner is going to be in April. We're still setting the date. Right. It's going to be approximately every two months, but we're going to start in oh, April. Well, you should be on air then with your show and you can promote each particular place right? Mm-hmm. before it happens. Yeah. So that'll work out well. Okay. Uh, what about, um, Wendy, anything else you'd like to tell us about Chef Chic? Uh, you know, I just, we love food. We love cooking for people. So if you have a food need or need help with a party, um, you can come in and check us out. We also do grab and go dinners. So we have a refrigerator case in the front. So a, who, a what? A grab and go dinner. Oh, grab and go. Yes. Okay. So a fridge case in the front. You can come in and get a meal if you're not up for cooking that night or, you know, anything. We have lots of people that come in. They bring their, their elderly parents, let them pick out something so they don't have to worry Isn't about that them thoughtful. eating mm. fast food or not eating, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
So those are becoming very popular. Service well. is a big thing in food. It's becoming that way, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah. You know, uh, years ago, and I thought usually Australia's behind American ideas at least 10 years, but, oh, a good 30 years ago, we started um, deliveries from restaurants. Yeah. And um, I actually produced a book, a printed book, with all the different restaurants in it, and that was delivered. And there they went through the roof with their uh, orders and so on. Yeah. The issues were getting it to people hot enough. Right. You know, oh, yeah. and on all those things, not like today. Yeah. You know, it's it's another world. But so you do a lot of that too. You know, yeah, it's absolutely a, very good. It's excellent. And what about the travel side of things, Paul? What what can people expect now? What what are the plans for the next six months to twelve? Well, we're planning for uh, the main trip in June. A repeat of that. Where is that one to? That's in Portland, Oregon. Then the main no, the main trip. Oh, the big one. The, yeah, the big trip in Maine. I mean, our let's back up for our day trips. They're basically available almost every day. Uh, the Sonoya Winery trips are available Thursday through Sunday because that's when the wineries are always open. Now, how does that work? You all go together in a bus? Yes, we provide. It's it's door-to-door transportation. We pick people mm-hmm. up. We go through the whole day. We bring them back. They don't drive at all. Uh, so you go to their homes to pick them up? We can if we need to, yeah. Uh, otherwise, they can meet like what, at Truva or at a central point somewhere? Yeah, we can just arrange that as Okay, as needed. all right. And then they've gone for the day, which would include a lunch? Yes. And different wineries? Yep, that's all included. It's all just included. as well they're not drinking, isn't it, Wendy? Yeah. <laughs> and then a nap on the way home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nap on the way home. That's about it. The past their bedtime. That sounds good. And that one's when? Every what? Uh, the winery trips are every Thursday through Sunday because the wineries are all, where we go. They're open on those days. They're right. not open every day. Yeah. So we have to do it when they're open. Ah, yeah. Wine trips are great. And what else are you doing then? We've got the Kitt Peak trip. Uh, if you want to get a dose of science and astronomy, mm-hmm. you go Kitt Peak, which is about two hours west of uh, Tucson. Right. So it's a nice drive. And you get tours of the observatories that are up at the summit, and uh, they have a solar telescope out there. You get learn a little cool. bit about the sun. But the bus takes you up to the summit? We go, yes. Right. You don't have to drive that yourself no. or anything? No. A lot of people wouldn't like that. That's very good. Um, and there's all the regulars. What's the um, – oh, are you getting people calling you from other states about B&Bs here in Tucson? Uh, not yet. Actually, the group that came last November, I, I would consider them a B2B group because they, they were actually a group of entrepreneurs who were going mm-hmm. on a little retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wouldn't know how to classify them other otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so still working to develop the B2B market locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the company in New York, and uh, we're still working on a uh, on a local project that uh, is in development. And one thing we want to do is work with companies to develop, well, basically custom trips because we have the trips on the books that we have, but we can custom make anything in in any part of the world. And that's the good thing about adding travel agency accreditation. So let's just say um, I know somebody who works at Keller Williams Southern Arizona, the realty company. Mm -hmm. Let's say they wanted to take a group of their realtors on a client trip, but they don't organize that themselves. We could do that for them right. anywhere in the world if they wanted to go to Fiji or if they wanted to go to Belfast or if they wanted to go to Lima, Peru. We could do all do of it that. As a group, yeah. Right, not, and not just the group trip, but we can plan all the travel. So, again, as we talked about earlier, right. it'll be all wrapped together and okay. people don't have to go anywhere else to get it done. What 
Our, all the contact details for Truve. Well, our uh, email is travel at truvetravel.org. That's a mouthful. Uh, but just do a web search for Truve Travel and it will pop up. So that's, that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Our phone number is 520-820-8662. And we have a 1-800 number, which is 800-983-3652. Mm-hmm. And unless I'm sleeping, I, I respond pretty quickly. So um, we're, we're available. And, of course, on our website, you can use the pop-up. Uh, you can fill box. in there and details and you'll go back to people. Yeah. I mean, you work 24-7, 365, so Essentially, yeah. building a business isn't easy, but it's personal. And you can get a hold of this bloke on the phone. The CEO? Yeah. The guy that owns it? Yeah. You can actually talk to him. How about that instead of some bot? <laughs> yeah. No, no, bots, no bots allowed now. <laughs> you cop the same thing, Wendy, do you? I mean, you answer the phone and have to do everything? Uh, yeah. I have. I do have an office administrator, Rena. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. Helps answer the phone because sometimes I'm just we're just busy. You just can't, yeah, you can't. Yeah, do I can't do it all. So yeah. um, depends on if I'm cooking or not. But every now and then I answer the phone and someone will say, "Oh my gosh, really? It's yeah. Chef Wendy?" I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I do answer my own phone." There you go. After I've wiped my hands off the sauce and, right? and the, what are your goals? What are the plans? What's next on the books for? your particular restaurant um, chef chic you know we're, we're we are looking at doing weekends and dinners uh occasionally so we're probably gonna have a couple of pop-up dinners also um we're defending i'm defending my title june 20th for oh where tomorrow. does that happen uh it happens at casino del sol okay so on june 20th we'll be defending our title so we're excited about that so we've got some stuff in the works and good you know we're excited Good. Well, good luck with that. Now, you're open breakfast and lunches. Yes. Seven days? Monday through Friday right now. Monday through Friday. Yes. You've got to have some time off. Heavens yes. above. Balance of life, they say. Oh, Plus, when gosh. do you go shopping <laughs> and all your fresh veggies and everything else? I mean, on your yeah. day off, you've got to still go to yes, working. absolutely. Haven't oh, you? still always working. <laughs> what, are, what are all your contact details? Um, so our website is chefchicaz.com, uh, and our phone number is 520-406-2757. Uh, and you can check us out. We're also on Facebook uh, slash Chef Chic Tucson. And that's where we list our daily specials and everything that we've got going on right now. Because uh, cool. we're still working on getting everything up on the website. So. Very good. Very good. Um, Chef Chic, that's got a little bit of French to it. Uh, your name has a bit of French to it. Yes. Any connection at all in the family? Or? My <clears throat> grandparents were, uh, well, my grandparents' grandparents uh, were from Quebec. Yeah. So, so, Is it Quebec or Quebec? Depends on where you live in the country, I guess. <laughs> uh, and they all, he, my dad and his whole side of the family is from uh, Massachusetts. So Okay. Yep. Massachusetts. BG's done that one. And a lot of Canadians live in Australia, I can tell you. Yeah. Time to go just about. I want to ask one last question of each of you. I'll just throw it out of the way field, okay? And I'll start with you, Paul. You're loving what you're doing, but when you look back, and you really think about everything and learned what you've learned now, what would be the biggest thing in difference that you would do for Trevay Travel? <laughs> oh, you know, I started the whole gig really not knowing what I'm doing. Um, as far as what you need to do to run a business, I kind of learned it in reverse by necessity. And both from the tra- travel side of things and from the business side of things, because I have an academic science background, so mm. I had no prior history in business. So it would have made things a bit easier, let's say, that uh, I would have learned a few things before I started this, but it's, it's all worked out. There you go. He's done it the hard way, in other words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Wendy, for you, if you had an opportunity to all over again, did you take the right path? 
Uh, yeah, I think I did take the right path. Uh, I definitely would have started uh, working with a business coach sooner. Okay. That has definitely helped me tremendously. Yeah. So I wish I had started that a little bit sooner. But, you know, I wouldn't be where I am now if I hadn't hit all the bumps and potholes that I didn't know on the way. So, it, you know, it, you can't I don't have any regrets. I just wish that's the biggest thing. I it. had yeah. started with a you know business coach earlier because that has made a huge difference for me. There you go. When you're honest in doing it. Wendy Gauthier, who is the owner, CEO, chief cook and bottle washer of <laughs> Chef Chic yes. and the 2019 Iron Chef winner. Not bad, huh? And um, she's going to be doing specialty dinners for Trevay Travel, a very unique travel company here and growing in Tucson uh, who really look after you. And their CEO is Paul Hardison. Paul, lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. It's your show, so nice to have you. And uh, Wendy, lovely meeting you too. Nice meeting you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Tucson Business Radio X. It'll be consistently on this show, pl uh, playing as a podcast, uh, forever on the site and, of course, on other sites as well. Contact either of them should you uh, like some service or you would like to find out a lot more about what they do. And it's been a pleasure having you as listeners. We'll see you again. <laughs>